All right. Welcome back again to yet another thrilling, tantalizing episode of Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to media and pop culture your girl will likely drag you to. Yes. We got a spicy episode today. Super spicy. Um, We're doing episode eight of season nine of Married at First Sight available on Netflix. Um, So you can watch it at your leisure. And uh, your ledger. Leisure. Some people say leisure and some people say leisure. I say leisure. I say leisure too, but I say leisure because I hear other people say it. Oh, I don't know. It must be the way the British say it or something. Leisure. (laughs) We digress. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Um, But I am Matt. How are you? I'm Alex, Alex. and that's Alex, and uh, we're doing Netflix's Married at First Sight, Season 9, Episode 8 and 9. Yes. Um, This is is a very meaty. There's a couple of episodes. He is previewing the meaty scale. Um, This episode is brought to you by our partners at Wash Park Lending, specifically Justin at Wash Park Lending. Um, Visit your mortgage professionals at Wash Park Lending to get your home loan done right. Justin at Wash Park Lending will take a consultative approach to your home mortgage and make sure that you feel comfortable and confident in every step of the process. With interest rates as low as 2.75% and hovering at all-time lows, it is the perfect time to refinance or buy a new home. Visit washparklending.com and reach out to Justin if you're in the market right now to refi and or buy a new home. And... Just want you to, and their NMLS number is 1952608. And I really got to urge you if you are looking at building equity into a home, or uh, heck, if you're looking to buy a duplex and live in half of it and use the income from the other half to pay off your mortgage, super smart, which is super smart. Now's the perfect time to do it with how low interest rates are. So long as you're in, I can't give you tax advice or anything like that, but being 51%, you could have a house which is being completely paid for by a tenant. And then that's going to build equity over a long time. Justin's the guy that can help you figure out how to do that. So reach out to him. I really can't urge that enough. Yep. Um, but what are we drinking? We are back to drinking our own brew. It's a Kolsch. It's our Kolsch again, our no-name Kolsch. Of unknown Speaking origin, of no-name, there's an area in Colorado called No Name that just burst into flames over the last two weeks oh. very sad um so if you want to time stamp this you know grizzly fire 2020 um maybe that's why we named this coal i saw an article that california has 324 distinct and different forest fires right now is that crazy uh, that's wild crazy heat wave i mean yeah. we've had 65 days of 90 degree weather in colorado yeah um it's a lot <clears throat> Again, we digress. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about? I don't know. Just how delicious and cold this beer is. This is so nice. In contrast. Cheers, yeah. Cheers. Um, So let's let's start with the episode eight opens up with, all right, the couples have been married for over two weeks now. So we're assuming what, 16, 17 days? They're halfway through the experiment. So they're four weeks in. Is it four weeks? I just remember it saying it was, there was over two weeks. So maybe it is four weeks. I thought it was, so it's, it's. It's moving. They, they just. Oh, wait, actually, sorry, sorry. It could be four weeks because they've only been married for over two weeks now. Correct. So, yeah. So, and I think that these next couple episodes take over a longer period of time. I don't think it's, you know. They let them live a little bit. Yeah, they kind of have to allow that to happen. Um, you know, Keith 
it it starts with Amber and Matt in their bathroom situation, <laughs> um, because who wouldn't want to start an episode with Matt talking about how he needs a place to clean his balls after playing pickup basketball? Um, <laughs> I meant basketballs, not his ball sack, by the way. Um, <laughs> I I was thinking the latter, but okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, I know I come off cross that way. This little predicament took up a lot of episode eight, was oh. his bathroom. People discussing and the bathroom. And a lot of empty, yeah, oxygen spent, yeah. And so it's really kind of hard not to start with that, but on a more somber note, Keith's grandmother is sick, and he yeah. takes Iris with him to go see her. And, like, she... Loves that. Like, and she, she definitely feels that like, that's a big step and that's a big trust thing. And he's like really trying to f- progress this relationship. About like, you're, you're going to, you're going to, you're part of the family now. Like, and Keith's family was very standoffish to the idea of him getting married at first sight. And I hate when you have to use the damn title <laughs> to describe a situation, you know, to really see if love is blind and yeah. he's a bachelor dating 26 women. <laughs> um, but you know, like she, she, I think she loves the fact that Keith's family was opening. Mm-hmm. You know, she has like a not a breakdown, but she gets emotional about it. Cause she's she, like she's re- recording her little session. Cause again, like I totally understand. Like, like they're like, we don't want the cameras in for this right now. Like, so she's outside doing a little filming, and, and she, she's sobbing. And yeah. and the producers use that for the this season on Married at First Sight. They're like showing Iris blubbering, yeah, and and then it shows them sitting on the couch deciding if they're gonna stay married or not. And it's about Keith's dying yeah, grandmother. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's about Ugh. her appreciating the weight and the gravity that that holds that he did want her to be a part and of. And I it. like how she went outside to give them space as a family. <clears throat> you know, she didn't just sit there awkwardly. She's still a new addition, right? Yeah. And she's honoring that, which I think, yeah, like, which is like spot on. Like, Iris is mature in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so then we get all the husbands and wives meet up for the first time. Yeah, but before that, yeah. I really want to talk about this last episode, but you stopped me. Where do they stop to eat? <laughs> they stop at Sonic only because luckily they have the Sonic app on their phone. They, they do. Can order. Yes. Oh my. So they pre-ordered and it was ready for them when they pulled up? This is up? Matt and Amber, by the way. <laughs> yes, Matt, not me. Um... <laughs> uh, Wait, so you can do this that? Episode, this episode is definitely sponsored and brought to you by Sonic. Yeah. Not our episode, this episode. Of- yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> not the hedgehog. The uh, This is the burger chain. Um, gosh, they spent so much time on that, too. They spent way too much. That's how you can tell it was totally an ad. In Sonic, you, too, you push the button when you pull up, and it's out there in like three minutes anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're saving three minutes do- of your life because you're I don't know. ordering as you drive in. I don't know. Which... Which they're ordering it on the way over to family night where they're going to be eating anyways. So that was kind of interesting. They, uh, they must live far enough away. They must, it must be like maybe it's a five hour drive or something. But it you, can't uh, be because they do it like every, I don't know. I'm not even going to get into it. When you're Starting as tall as Matt and you play as much ball as Matt, you get, hungry for, some, you get hungry for some Coney dogs. And those guys are so funny on the commercials. <laughs> Just makes me so hungry. Um, but Matt and her have a conversation before they meet up as husbands and wives. Matt said, you know, I'm not looking to have kids for like five to seven to eight years from now. Um, which, which is against what he said, you know, in his interview about having kids and well, and, and Amber, Amber responds immediately to that. being like, I'm going to be like 35 by then. 
Like, which again, like for women, like that's a big deal. Very big deal. Yeah. And he said, well, excuse me. He said, you know, you can't leave someone if you have kids. You're like bonded for life. (laughs) What do you think? He describes it like, he describes it like it's a prison sentence. Like it's like, well, then you're really stuck together. Like, what what do you think marriage is about? What did your vows mean? (laughs) My vow will be to treat you like a three-pointer. I'm going to let it go and hope it goes in. And if it doesn't, I'm going to bust ass for that rebound. It's like, I don't understand it. I really don't. Because he describes the prospect of having kids like as if it's like, but then I've got to spend way more of my years with like who would be my wife or the mother of my kids. I'm like, what are you, what is your plan here? Do you just want kids for yourself? Or like, do you not plan on being married? Like Amber's red flag and alarm should be screaming. Well, they were legitimately talking about children's names on the honeymoon. Yeah. Like, like the first couple nights and all of a sudden he dropped his, I'm like eight years away. Yeah. And you know, it, it just, it just irks me. And then he, she got like, was genuinely hurt by that. So she got on the trampoline with her twin sister I'm really bummed they didn't use that cool tree. So they get they get to her 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 parents' childhood house. home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, and then the twin sister who we, like we we missed out on like on a couple of the different episodes when like they should have been around. Remember because you're like, wait, where'd the twin go? Yeah, right. Well, the twin's back. Twin's back, <laughs> and she knows like, she knows Amber more than anyone. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so they go, let's go to the trampoline and you know jump for half half an hour and then we'll go talk. <laughs> But <laughs> I have a suspicion they went jumping first, but that's just me. I don't and know. Her sister doesn't know anything. She's just they're as both, single as Amber was. Yeah. Um, and then they go to this dinner table, and Matt's literally standing there, and he makes their conversation one. is dry, drove me nuts too. I was like, they're not even. Again, they, they're terrible. Communi- what were they talking about? Communicators. Well, just the way like she was asking. What did you like, learn about? What did you learn about your wife on the honeymoon? Is what they were talking about. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not talking about the, like... Are you talking about her sister? I'm talking about the way they had the oh. one-on-one, the twins. Oh. It's like, they didn't talk about it. So anything. then he was like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh okay. And I'm like, they weren't talking about anything. And which, again, maybe it's it, like that twin, like, you know, they're like, on the same wavelength. Like, I get it, but... <laughs> oh, she was like, he doesn't want to share a bathroom with you? That's weird. Right? Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> no. Thank you. Like, because I'm watching these, I'm going, what am I watching right now? Like... <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. You know, like their head, there's like a, like the scrolling script, like in star Wars when you're like, in, they're, but they're reading it, but they're like reading it. They're like, right, 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 right. <laughs> As they're watching the scrolling script. It because just, they have that. Yeah. It was a little bit like, Oh man, this isn't an intelligent conversation right now. Yeah. Usually when we watched, we, when we were younger, when we watched girls on trampolines on a TV show, it was a whole different concept. It's a man show. <laughs> it's a whole different concept. <laughs> Um, Adam Carolla and uh, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, but then they go back to the dinner table where their uh, Amber's dad and I think it's her aunt. Yes, we're talking to Matt, and Matt was just kind of sitting there, kind of like BSing around, and all is forgiven. He fits in so well with my family. I don't care that he doesn't want to have kids anytime soon. Oh yeah, soon. I don't care. He's great. He fits in. Oh my. <laughs> nerves they, are quelled so much of their problems come from a lack of being genuine like it's like they they put up they put up who they put up these facades and it'll come to bite them and she doesn't even uh she doesn't reprimand him when he's wrong because she's so afraid of losing it no, well she's passive aggressive about it yeah like that's the way that's the way she addressed it because she was i mean 
yes, she was like, you know, everything was like, oh, oh yeah, oh, they're laughing, they're having a good time. But like, she was passive aggressive and like kind of hammering on him, him in different ways, which like, again, it's just like, that's not the way to do it. And again, goes back to our last podcast, we're talking about like time and place for things. Yeah. Don't do anything And don't there. have, don't have this conversation when you're going to a family dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First just sets the tone. Yeah. Let's yeah. Do, you know, for your own sake, probably pass it off. And you know, and then, uh, yeah. What, so, you know, then you have, uh, Greg and Deanna. Yep. Deanna said she's moving past comfortable, which is the music which, to every husband's ears. What? And, and yeah, Greg, Greg is like, again, he's got that. He's already got that, that honeymoon itch that's been just oh gosh, growing and like growing. He's a dog on he, a bone. He cannot wait. He's like a dog with a bone. Um, and Gianna kept calling their marriage a situationship. Situationships. Thank you. I thought I was mishearing that. <laughs> I, I wrote that down my notes. I'm like situationships. I never. Oh no, not not there. She describes her past relationships because. Oh yeah, this is what it was. Well, okay. which is cool because this is an opportunity of like where she actually finally opens up to him. And she kind of tells him her backstory and why she was single for so long, which then it all makes sense. Yeah. So she describes the situationships basically just like friends with benefits is basically what she's describing yeah. to him and. And Greg's like, how come it was easier for them than it is for me? <laughs> which oh. which also kind of like dug at my heart too. Cause I'm like, here he is struggling. She's she's, like, she's putting up so many walls and pushing him like, away. Yeah, I was single for 10 years, but I still got it in, you Dude, know? She, yeah. He's like, oh, what do and I got to do? And he's just going like, and yet I'm your husband and I'm struggling to, to go, you know. He comes off so damn creepy though. And it's yeah. nothing against you, Greg. It's just that you have this little shoulder move that you do when you start feeling it. And then you have one eyebrow that kind of like, uh, like gets into these moves, like, you know, like kind of like the rock with a seizure. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but the good news, the good news is, is she is getting more and more into them to the point where like sexual attraction is growing and they have sex. And been, well, <laughs> eventually <laughs> this, the, this podcast they have yes, yes. Yeah. because yes. she liked the way that she he interacted when he I wasn't thought, being creepy I thought, our, I thought our job is to guide them through this journey no i want to go talk about the important things <laughs> so all right then fine they, because have sex. He, on his birthday no, on his birthday he gets yeah. birthday sex <laughs> but the reason why she does it because he wasn't being creepy towards her he was mm-hmm. being normal towards other people and she became attracted to that man yep. and then he got some and then he went right back into creepyville <laughs> like he's not picking up on that yeah that's a, you know I actually didn't really pick up on that but I'll I, she I'll said she had that. sex with him because he was acting normal with his friends yeah and she got to know him better well she probably got to like not, not, not that his creepy side is not masculine but like him being a man with his man friends is probably like Oh, it's a masculine trait. Yeah, and he's normal. Like <laughs> he's not—he's not sitting in the doorway watching me put my makeup on and commenting on, you know, giving <laughs> yes, me the light feet on it. He's not acting weird, and he's—and he's—and I don't have to entertain him. I don't have to. He's like—he acts like a puppy that all he wants is a treat, which is, you know, I could. And then when he yeah. wasn't act that way, he got it, and then it went right back into shut up, shutdown mode. <laughs> yeah. And she said she was sick, and she didn't like the fact that he was taking care of her when she was sick. I just want to kind of knock out their stuff right now yeah, because yeah, there's can, so many more bigger things going on. No, um, yeah, for sure. For sure. But, uh, yeah. And then, you know, just to, then Dr. Pepper, well, she, she put the party together for him in the first place. Like, yeah. Again, like she's also making effort. Let's not, let's not make this sound like Deanna's always just like fighting. I mean, she's got her areas where she is fighting and pushing back, but like, 
she's also making an effort. She threw him a party. She got the guys together, you know. And I, can I just say one thing? When the, all the friends are together, and I had to quote this because it was just too good. One of the friends who's not one of Greg's friends asks Greg if he's African. Did you remember that? No, I didn't, I didn't catch this. What happened? So he goes, so they're talking. And I think, I think Greg is saying that, like, you know, he's, he is of African descent. But there's one dude, he's also like an African-American dude, is like nodding like, like vehemently. Like and being vigorously. Like, yeah. And he's like, and he asks him if he's, he's um, African. And then like everybody kind of turns to him and goes like, <laughs> And so they're kind of like, why would like, why did, why did you like know that? Right. It's like, and he goes, Oh, cause, and he tries to cover up and he goes, Oh, because they're talking about how many kids he wants. Cause Greg wants lots of kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they're like, is that really why? And then like, then the, there's this, the one white guy friend who's in the, in the group. It's hilarious. The, the guy, the same guy that like was getting called out for like being so assumptive that he was African. Yeah. Turns he goes he goes because you know, Greg goes well, what about this what about my buddy here and he's like this white dude with a beard he's like a hipster you know and, and the guy goes South Africa oh, I do remember that <laughs> I was dying at that part that was really funny uh, and it was a perfect save because like he was like he was getting himself in a little, little corner there about being like why did you why did you know that I was African and he goes oh because all the kids you were having they're all the kids you want you know I'm like. But because like, Greg is like Greg is like a couple of shades darker than everybody else in that group. Well, you remember however you know everyone said you Greg once you get to know him is the funniest guy out there, and it's like I think Deanna seeing that in the interaction with his friends, he's like, okay, yes, okay, you're normal, you know. And then and you know what? Maybe him being funny is attracted to her, right? Like he's funny, he's entertaining, and he's, he's not being creepy. Yeah. And, and so they did this thing, you know, each couple got assigned a uh, an intimacy growing activity yes and um they played this card game where each suit was uh they're being forced to perform physical intimacy acts like holding hands or, or kissing complimenting compliments and yeah. then and then however high the card was is how many seconds or times they have to do it diana gave him 10 compliments and i swear to god greg just started to cry like he got one comp, ten compliments from her, and he was just like, "This is what I needed." It's like he had this release, and I, I, thought, well, and, and I felt so bad for the. Guy. One thing was also is like because Deanna's not that type of person. Yeah, where like, and the things that she said were nice, and like the, I forget it was the, it was the last thing that she said that was like, um, "Oh, his heart." Yeah, and, and and like I think that's kind of the thing where it's like he finally got confirmation that like who he was being naturally to her. Was actually being recognized. And a lot of the compliments that she gave were things that aren't commonplace. They're things that she's noticed. Yes. It's not like I like your muscles. It's like yeah. It's yeah. like I, I like I like I your like smile. You I, I like, like yeah. It's like it's it's. He's getting confirmation that even though she might not be comfortable with what he's been doing, yeah. and the love that he's been throwing and showering on her, yeah, is actually being noticed and appreciated. I think that's probably what probably got to him, which I can understand that. And and he uh, he. And then it all got stymied when she said she wants sex once a month and for Greg to go with the flow. <laughs> and we're back to square one. Here yeah. we are. Exactly. Um, so, so let's let's talk about, you know, Matt and Amber we kind of just covered. Greg and Deanna. Let's talk about well, We haven't about. scratched the surface with Matt and Amber. Well, no. Well, let's that's do, coming up. But why don't we do Keith and Iris next just because... Well, we talked about Keith and Iris because of the... Grandma getting sick. Grandma. There's not a whole lot that really goes on in them except for like... Iris asks Keith if she wants to go to church, and he's like, "Yep, absolutely, more than happy to." It's like he's making an effort. Well, um, Keith's friends drank the lemonade at the party that they threw, 
<laughs> and Iris got mad at Keith, and Keith was like, I don't see it as a big deal. She said the stuff in the refrigerator was ours. I bought specific items for the party. Which, and I, Keith was like, that's not that Keith, big of a deal. Well, and Keith's argument, which I think is 100% correct as a man, where he goes, all that stuff's replaceable anyway. Like, you spent money on stuff for a party anyways. Like, stuff's gonna go used. Yeah. Like, now, now... Maybe if I'm his friends and, you know, maybe she, she looks uncomfortable. Like maybe, maybe you might say, you know, have a little bit of self-awareness, but like, is it okay if I grab some? Or if she, cause if she's visibly upset, but again, I don't, I couldn't really tell from the videoing or like, or the, the, the shooting, whether or not she was like giving them the stink eye as they were doing that. Right? Yeah. But for, I think Keith's reaction was crazy. And, and this is the way I think about it too, is it's like, you come over to my house as a guest Mikasa is Sukasa. Like, yeah. this is a place for you to feel welcome. This is a place for you to, like, if you want to, like, like, yes. Take a dump in my bathroom. A request you is wanna... always. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's actually, that's actually a great thing. You're going to take a dump in my bathroom, potentially. Like, that's fine. Ooh. Light my candles. Go ahead and, and eat, get some extra salsa. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, if you, uh, you don't, you want a Sprite and I have Coke out, get Sprite from the, it's not like I have a special Sprite. So I, I just thought that was a very interesting thing that she really was a stickler about was that one. I'm like, Lemonade's probably like three fifty or something. About I don't know. I mean, I don't know. it's two eighty four at Walmart. See, there you go. So, but again, it's like you're gonna get mad at two eighty four. And that's but it's just like it's the principle. I hate these principled arguments. You know, well, like, again, you want to talk principle? It's lemonade. <laughs> it's like, our stuff, Keith. You're gonna give our stuff away. Uh, they're my friends. They're the closest people to me. If they want something of mine. Which is now they're, yours is mine. They're family. They're family to Whatever. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I'll go over to their house and grab something out of their fridge, and they won't. And they don't say shit because it's reciprocal. Yes. Like, no, granted. Everything come, comes they, out in the wash. They come open the garage door and take my car out for a joyride. Yeah, I might have a problem with that. Like, yeah. you're gonna have to ask. <laughs> but like, oh, can I drive around your car later? Yeah. Take yes, Pearl out for funny. a swing, swim, <laughs> swim, swing, swing around, joyride. Now you can't. You're gonna drive around right the lake. Oh, uh, this cold. Yeah, this cold is hot. Picking up. And then, so they were given the task for their intimacy lesson was a fishbowl deal where they were asking questions about their sexual intimacy. What's well, your favorite? Which, well, it was, it was Matt and Amber also get the fishbowl as well. And yeah. And with that, it's. But did you notice how like Matt and Amber's questions were more no, no, like personality based no. and then Keith and yes. Iris's were all sexual based? That's going to be my point. It was like they both get the fishbowls, but their questions are definitely pointed to where their weaknesses are, where yes. they haven't yet developed. And so with Keith and Iris, it was about sexual intimacy and how comfortable are you and, you know, getting getting her to kind of come out of her shell that way. And it was, it was hard to watch them try and talk about, um, you know, Sexual things. What's your favorite position, Keith? <laughs> Doggy style. Ew, gross. Doggies, ew. I know. It's so. It's not missionary. It's not basic Caucasian, <laughs> as Elizabeth described it. Basic Caucasian sex. Um, which, which, I, which I also wanted to like bring up on this podcast is like you know when Greg finally gets late, right? Yeah. And it's like. I was like, I was just thought it'd be funny, but like, I wonder if it was basic Caucasian sex. <laughs> well, it's funny too because Greg's like, he's like, he's like, we had sex and it was good, it was good, and then later in the episode, and then later in the episode, he's like, it was great, it was great. It's like it's just like in his mind, it happened so infrequently, it just elevates the, to the next level. Yeah. Um, but then I, I did like the conversation that they had at the, the was Keith and Iris. We're talking about here. 
they actually had a conversation at the restaurant and Iris says, my virginity an issue for you? And Keith was very honest in answering, yes, it's starting to become an issue. Yes. Well, and I think, I think part of that too was also, if you notice, they, they went to a nice restaurant. Yeah. And I think it's like them trying, let's get a little bit more, like, let's have a romantic date. Let's like, let's start pushing this thing along a little bit. Yeah. And they had that conversation and I'm glad that like Keith's again, but like, if there's one character I like the most in this whole series, it is Keith because he's he's just he's who he is. He's yeah. not gonna be somebody he's not with you. Correct. And and he's willing to wait for Iris and he's willing to respect her boundaries and her discomfort with the fact that like she could be losing her virginity to her husband here. Like And he's being tender with it, but she's making it a bigger deal. But I have to give her kudos because when he asked her what her self awareness score was, she said six point five. Which I was which like, that's shows the most self aware thing she Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, So I was like, that's so emotionally mature to understand where you are no, I, and where you're being strange. That was brilliant when I heard her say I'm like, dude, like she knows herself at least. Like on her emotional maturity like in that area. Like yeah. she, I'm like, that's awesome. Like But Let's let's talk about Which one what starts what starts happening, right? So let's we have not talked about Jamie and Elizabeth. Well, here, let, let's let's leave it off at this. We'll start with how episode eight ends. Yes. Right? So let's start with how episode eight ends, and we'll mm-hmm. get into episode nine. So episode, episode eight ends with Greg and Jane, Jamie, or Jamie and Beth have a little bit of a tiff. Yes. To begin with, and it gets to the point where. Well, she starts asking about, like, Jamie's family, divorce. It's a sensitive subject. There's, there's some nerves that are still raw there. And instead of actually addressing it, and she's just, and I do believe, like, she was just being curious. She was, I don't feel like she's trying to well, she's, think I'll, anything. I want to hear your thoughts, because then I can, t- I can talk, to about, talk to some things, too. So let me hear your thoughts. So yeah. she, you thought she was being curious. I mean, I didn't really see that they were, like, escalating. I thought they were just having a conversation. She wanted, she was, like, I felt like she was genuinely curious to be, like, what happened here? You know, like what's mm-hmm. your, what's, what's their story with his parents? And it very sensitive. He gets very defensive. He gets very, a little bit nasty. Like he snaps at her and you know, he, he's, he's like a little offended by it. And then he goes on the attack and then starts going into, how since she's, we're how probing she's right now, I want to ask you difficult questions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So yeah, he, I, he, I mean, he, he and was, he starts, uh, he, so he goes on the attack Instead of just, like, again, like, I don't want Did your dad give you interviews? <laughs> yes. So, so you don't have a job, so you don't work for so your he, dad? So he starts attacking her on... Her job. Her job that is with dad at dad's company. And... Yep. And this is also where we find out, like, she's not actually employed yet. Like, <laughs> she's not an account she's, exec- executive. She's, she's been lying for the past four weeks. I do this and that, you know, where they need me. <laughs> so... So he starts really just going on attack, offending her in the process. Yeah. And then they're both just raw. And then they... And, they, then, and then it somehow she... Okay, so let me tell you my perspective yeah, yeah. of the conversation because she didn't feel comfortable with the amount of questions that his dad was asking her. And so he started talking about her dad, his dad, and his stepmom. And asking about their marriage, then he switched. She switched over to her parents. He said, "Your parents. Tell me about your parents' divorce. Does your parents' divorce influence your opinion on marriage?" Is where she went. And he said to her, "I told you on the honeymoon that my parents' divorce is a sensitive area." Mm-hmm. And then she kept pushing. Not that you can't. 
Again, this is all timing, folks. Well, and, and, and this is also in, under the guy, not guys, I should say, but this is also under the umbrella of like we're having a naked conversation right now, which is supposed to be safe conversation. Correct. Space. And it, they they and they quickly just throw the whole naked thing out the window and start attacking each oh, other. Oh, they go straight from naked to raw dog. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> speaking of raw dog, she brings up sex. And she says, you don't, you don't like having sex. And he's like, I'm not talking about sex. Granted, him saying, I want to probe at you now and bringing things that he knew were going to piss her off mm-hmm. was bad. Yes, and not, then not she, the right move. She got defensive again. And then she flipped it over to him saying that he's not sexually mature and they have basic Caucasian sex. But she also talks about it's like all the time. And then we actually find out where I think a lot of this started stemming from, Correct. which is the fact that she might have had a UTI and she didn't want to have sex one night instead of actually being honest with your husband because you guys can be honest with and each this other. Is, and this she, is, said, she, she shut him down, which can feel pretty dejecting Yeah, and, and this is a classic man and female fight because yeah. like, we have sex all the time and he'll be like, it was five times. And like, you know, logic brain versus emotional brain and both people are right, but it's, you know, it really gotta look at the circumstances of the conversation mm-hmm. you know well and, and, and like and here's the thing like ladies that are listening too if there's no context you just shut your man down that hurts because <laughs> it makes it you feel like i'm not that sexy apparently yeah right? and then it also it feels, does suck and it feels that it's, it's conditional dejecting. and it's and weaponized and i feel like she got into a point where i'm not having sex with you anymore as she said after it took so, jamie gets up packs and leaves which, which for the record we're not saying you don't ever have to not be in the mood, but just communicate that. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> in this case, and this is a perfect example, because they have a full-blown meltdown, which I believe is really at the core of this, that interaction. He got, he felt dejected, and so he's going to lash out, but it just comes back, just, hey, if something's going wrong, you think you got a UTI, like, share that. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice to know. <laughs> share that. Cause okay. It, and, and, and instead of instead of me forcing this or trying to like get talk you into it, let's go to Walgreens and get some cranberry juice. And let me take care of you. Yeah, yeah right. Like, like, then it becomes like a let me take care of you. Situation. Yeah. Like, it, so he it, leaves. Communication is key. Is the end of the story. And he leaves. <laughs> he just gets up and leaves, and then he tells her in the morning he wants a divorce, which is a word you don't bring up well, into well, a marriage. Uh, we don't during a marriage. Yes. Well, unless it's final. When he comes back, by the way. Or starting to try to mend things, he brings <laughs> flowers because that's one of the things that they were talking about while they're walking around the kitchen. Was you know, yeah, I'd like if you brought me he flowers never... every once in a while. And so he, you know, he takes note, you know. And, and again, they had a little bit of tiff that night, so he decides. Which again, I think the whole way that next morning started was fantastic. He comes back, he went, you know, thought of her, got her some flowers, great start. And then they open their mouths. <laughs> well, so <laughs> before before that even happened, though, which I. Excuse me. That was very cool, and I didn't realize they did that. That the the, the specialists or the professionals or what do they call them? The experts, Doctor Pepper, get video and write ups every oh, yeah. single day about the couples. And she came and in an emergency situation, and she scolds both of them. Doctor Pepper, yeah. You are attacking people. You are attacking each other when you're hurt, and you need to figure that out. And you never say the D word. And Elizabeth, do you need to talk about you know these UTI that you're having, mm-hmm. and that's why you're not because he feels this way, you feel this way. Oh, Stop. she she grills both of them. She rips into both of them, which is good. And she's she, like the reason why you guys are at each other's throats right now is because you guys are both doing the wrong things, like the exact wrong things. And and so then he brings the flowers, and then <laughs> then Elizabeth claims that he was manhandling her dogs on a walk. <laughs> yeah, which, <laughs> which 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 is my favorite. 
quote of the whole episode, by the way, because when they start going into full meltdown mode in their arguments, yeah. the dogs are sleeping or snuggling with him. Yeah. He's like he's like petting the dogs. Yes. The dogs love the him. The dogs love him. And, and, and I was I noticed <laughs> that too. They're not with her when they're fighting. They're on his lap. And he's like petting her, and and she, I think it demonstrates that she was not done fighting. And that this way of handling the dog, because sometimes you need to move a dog along because a dog will sniff too long or whatever it may it be. It was my favorite part of this episode is just like watching the dogs while they're fighting. Like the dogs love him. <laughs> they don't once go over to her. No, not once. They were just he, he, they're like looking at her like, are you leaving? <laughs> no, uh, we're she, cool. We're cool. Goes, when she threatens to leave, she... and the dogs are just looking at her like. And then no, the best part is all of their heads and eyes are tracking all her. All three of them. And it's included, and I literally was sitting there. I was like, I was like, is she gonna take her dogs? No, because like, they love that, him. That, that, that was my thought as Jamie. Like, all right, you taking your dogs, or are these all on me tonight? Like, and then she's, he's like, you can't. Well, he was kind of then. Oh, he, but then when what Jamie did is he was using what Doctor Pepper said as a weapon. She said, if you leave, if you leave, we're done. If you leave, we're done. Like, and can't again, leave his, in a marriage. His issue is he's weaponizing that. When it said it's like, no, wait, well, she on. weaponized sex and he weaponized that. So then she says, I'm staying. And she slams the door and you can sleep in the other room, Jamie. And I loved how she came out in the morning. She's like, me staying last night was amazing <laughs> of me. <laughs> yeah. I am such yeah. the great yeah. compromiser. That's, yeah. I'm <laughs> um, so amazing. But then I really like the, I really like the, um, the activity they did where they were blindfolded so they can't see the other person's body language. And, oh, know, yes. I thought no, they actually... Which, which I, I wanted to bring this up on this on this episode is because I think part of what got her so riled up was his nonverbal communication. He His face looked like he could give two shits about that conversation. Correct. And I, I'm, I'm watching him and I'm going, if I was having any conversation with anybody that I cared about and I had an issue with them and they had his expression, I'd be like, stop... You don't give a sh- you don't give a shit. And her on the other end, she's so overly like she's, animated yes. that he'll see her demeanor change as he's trying to get a thing, and then all of a sudden he'll feel self conscious. Or she also doesn't allow him to finish sentences, really, which is another issue. But I thought that was really cool game, and I think that in, in my Latin, next marriage I'll, I'll try that. Yeah, <laughs> like and, and, and you know, and it's, it's it's totally one of those things where it's like it eliminated the whole nonverbal thing, which I think was key. I thought that was key. really cool, and they seem to be on a good track. No, they're they seem to have worked it out. And you know what? Here's the thing too: is was it not necessarily a healthy argument to have? No, but having an unhealthy argument and pushing through it, and her staying, I, again, that's the kind of thing I thought was like that's actually. I'd argue they're better off now for going forward than they were before. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. They needed to go through one of these to figure out that they're doing it wrong so that they can do it right going forward. Also, conversely, though, this can't last forever. They have to start making changes. To, oh, yeah. Because it's it's getting more frequent. They're still individuals living together. They're not they're not partners yet. They're yeah. still getting there. But, all right, so the, we, we kind of cruise all the way through episode nine with them. Yes. Let's talk about, again, we're at the end of episode eight. Yes. Something happens. We start watching live TV feed or live camera feed of two o'clock in the afternoon. Matt in Matt and Amber's apartment. Like grabbing a Gatorade. Grabbing a Gatorade, doing a couple dishes, I think. You know, like just kind of moseying around in his like, you know, white socks with, you know, Nike's you know, slippers. <laughs> High white socks. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, he's kind of just doing whatever. And then he kind of heads out the door and it's like 207 or something like that. PM. PM. In the afternoon, 
and, and Amber, then and then they show the camera. Amber cuts home at like you know five or some four. Does lunges around the island. She, yeah, cooks dinner. Does her in, in-house workout kind of thing. She's cooking. You know, you see her, you see her on the phone texting. You know, texting Matt, and um, then the night just keeps going on, and on, she's texting, and, and Matt, Matt's not coming home, and she starts sobbing, calling her dad, calls her dad like three o'clock in the morning. Right? Calls, it's like early in the morning. Calls Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Help. Does a video of Dr. Video Pepper. Video Dr. Pepper. She goes and sits by the door. Yeah. She always just sits on the couch. Like right she's by like the waiting door. for the walk in. Which I didn't understand. I know that... <laughs> I don't understand why she didn't wait in his room. It's not like if he were to walk in, like being on the couch, like 20 feet closer to the door would really change anything. But I understand that the sentiment of it. It's like I want. I'm you. waiting up for you. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's more of that than it is anything else. Um, that, if you're, if she's I guess from bed, a, oh, she's just asleep. If she's sleeping on the bed. Oh, then it's all, on, on the, it's all on good. The couch. Well, if she's sleeping on the, yeah, right. It's like, if she's on the couch, it's like. But the couch she says was, she, she wants was waiting me to, up for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then she doesn't go to work the next day because she's too upset that she doesn't think she can perform well, her job. And think about it. She was up all night crying and sobbing until three o'clock in the morning. She'd be like, she'd naturally feel like crap trying. And she's a teacher. Yeah. She's got to go teach kids at that? No way. Like, that's... Yeah, so... So then it... Then time goes by. Well, so the morning passes. Morning and passes. And then the afternoon passes. And then finally, yeah. Matt walks in. And by the way, in this whole context, Matt hasn't texted her back, hasn't called her back, hasn't given any status update on what the hell he's he's at, where he's no. at, what he's doing. Zero. And he walks in the door and goes, well, while he's out, she... Gets so insecure, which naturally, I feel like anybody would in their right mind. Yeah. She starts rummaging through his things to see. Ah, well, key point. And finds in his empty drawer because he's got no belongings. Behind cellophane. But <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's probably from his planner <laughs> for his car detailing business. Yeah. She finds his, his wedding ring. Ooh. In the drawer. Ooh. So that's also not very great. I mean, oh. talk about adding the insecurity. He's been out all night without his ring. Um, so okay, then, no, so no. then he walks in the door around three thirty in the afternoon, gone for a full twenty four hours, and he walks in. He kind of heads. This is a PSA for all men. If you do this to your woman, yeah. he kind of he walks in. He goes right towards the shower. He turns and he goes, "Sup?" Or did he shower first? No, a head. No, no. He walk. No, he walks in, head nods, sup, sup, sup. <laughs> And I don't know how she did not rip his head off at that point in time. Men, if you stay out all night and don't talk to your wife, don't tell or your don't wife tell your out, girlfriend what, you're, what yeah. you're out, what you're doing, give her updates. Don't come home. Don't come home, or you better be dead. <laughs> don't come. Don't home. come home, or you better be dead. Uh, and don't come in and say sup. Oh man, we should name that this ep- this episode sup. So um, naturally, Amber is not happy about it. However, and this is what grinds Matt's and my, mine's gears. Boy, did she let him off the hook pretty easy. Oh, yeah. Let's and talk about he what, said, what their conversation sounds like. Who do you want to be? <laughs> so, all right. So, first of all, Amber goes, where have you been? Out. You didn't text me. His his answer is, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Why didn't you tell me your plans? Well, I didn't have any plans. So, how can I tell you my plans if yeah. I didn't have plans? And she goes, well, what were you doing? Right? So, Matt says... <laughs> Well, I was out with the guys, you know, I was hanging out with the boys, we're going bar hopping or whatever, I just crashed over at their place, and, you know, it, we, we do this all the time, right? And so she's still not happy, but then she's, but she, and she does a good job of, like, sharing her feelings, she's like, 
what am I supposed to think? What am I supposed to like? Can you see like somebody who's dealt with abandonment and has abandonment issues? Yeah. Like, well, that's what Dr. Pepper well, that's said. That's what Dr. Pepper says. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead well, of myself. She, me, she was like, well, what about your ring? I was playing ball, and I thought well, I was he, coming back. I was and coming back, but we I, we weren't. So we I went out, and we stayed out. Uh, da, 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 da. I went to the gym with my wedding ring on, and I took my wedding ring off, and then I worked out, then I put it back in. It's in my gym so bag. That, no, and that, that's, that's something actually to keep in mind, too, is like, as married men... Yes, we don't want to nick our rings, right? Yeah, especially if they're metal. Especially if they're metal. And you're and pushing, your you're pushing up as much weight as Alex and I. You thousands know, 135 of pounds. Thousands of pounds. But uh, here's the thing. You take your ring off when you're at the at the gym. You put it in your pocket or I mean one of those little sleek pockets that you have and if you got athletic shorts on. And guess what? You put it on on your way back out to your car once you're done with your workout. Your or, ring doesn't ever leave your person. Like that's that's the one. And I, I've got a silicone ring, so I can just lift and not even worry about it. But when I had my metal ring, it's not like I lift my metal ring at home. No, when I went to the gym. No, that um, that's not right. No. So whatever. Anyways, he he ba- like she basically was like, well, like you know, like like that wasn't cool. Like, this is based on our conversation. She goes, like, you know, that basically wasn't going. He's like, oh, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still getting used to this, like, wedding, this marriage thing, kind of, whatever. He's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, my gosh, that's what I need to hear. And she she totally lets him off the hook. She doesn't do shit. (laughs) She doesn't do shit with him. And then then Dr. Pepper came in and said, no, you can't do this. Never again. So, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Pepper lays into him. And And his his response to afterwards, he's he's like, Man, like she's treating me like a child. Cause you were acting like a child. You are, are a you child. Kidding me? Yeah, like. Anyway, so yeah, she's. She, it's like. Well, it's it, but then she's like, you, 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 Amber, me, you let him off the hook. Yep. And too easily, she's like, well, and then she's like, how could you do this to a to Matt? How well, can you do this to someone with abandonment issues? Do you not see how yes. this comes across? Well, and and here's the thing. At first, I was like, wow, Amber's being really cool about this, and then it, then it turned into anger by being like. She's letting him off the hook way too easy. Because here's the thing, and to be fair with Amber, her problem wasn't the fact that he went out with the guys, which is like, which some guys, they have to worry about that. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, she was super cool in the sense that she wasn't concerned necessarily so much that he went out with the guys. It's that she just didn't know where he was. He didn't communicate with And he, and he turned her. off his phone. That's where she was upset with him, which she had every right to be. Yeah. The problem was, is he says another sorry, and she's and he's, she's like, all good with it. And it's like, no, no, no. That, no, that needs to change too. And that's her problem. That's I her think, problem. And I think that that was called out. And then... Because of her abandonment issues. She's like, she wanted to keep it more than... Like, she was worried that being upset with him might damage it. Yeah. When and the, he should be sleeping on the couch for the next seven days. <laughs> he should be. He's a terrible person. I mean, he's just so dumb. But he doesn't know how to operate. Like, yeah, he doesn't know how to operate. He's either a genius or a dumbass. I can't figure it <laughs> yeah. out. Um, but then they play the fish. They got to sign the fishbowl game, too. And um, the thing that pissed me off about Matt is, like, what's your fantasy? And he's like, uh... That well, was, That was the honeymoon, pretty much. Yeah, what happened in Antigua is my fantasy. It's like... That answer alone isn't something you can strive for again in your marriage. And she's like, I want a massage. And the producer's like, we'll get this motherfucker a massage table so we can yep. try and do something for her. Yep. Um, but my fantasy already happened in Antigua. I got to take a picture with a camera and pictures are like memories. Um, and then they're, I mean, they're, they're fishbowl. His fishbowl answers were nothing burgers. And 
you know. Yeah, they're acting like they're on the up and up, and they are as he's giving her a massage as the as the episode ends. Yes, and I, I think for for me, I like the uh, the one thing that I thought was great about the episode. I mean, it was a good episode, but the one thing I, I liked most about that episode is when Doctor Pepper holds Matt to it, and I think she per- she perfectly describes Matt, and it's not just in the relationship; it's in, it's in general. She says, and I quote. I'm going to treat you like a good guy who doesn't know the landscape of having a good relationship and being a good partner. And my opinion is that's him in general, in life. Like maybe you're a good person. You just don't know what the hell, like you don't know, you don't know you're on planet earth here. Like you're nobody taught him how to be a human being. Like he's getting the benefit of the doubt for being a big dumb oaf. Yeah. 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 And that's what I'm saying. Like, Cause I'm, I'm also in your boat too. I'm like, he's just a terrible person. He knows, he knows. He should not be cheating on somebody or shouldn't be out not communicating with your wife when you're out. Like, you know that, dude. You know that. You can't be that dumb. No, no. And that's where it's like... Or that I, or that short-sighted. Yeah. So I think I think Dr. Pepper, without calling him an absolute idiot jerk, gives him that. And that's like the politically correct... Not politically correct, but just a very kind way of saying, like, I'm, I'm going to assume that you're a good guy and that you just don't understand the landscape of like, what a relationship is. Because you haven't done this really before. Dr. Pepper was pissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With two Doc- diff- two couples. Yeah. Um, which leads us to our stones writing. But before we do, we want to give another shout out. And thank you to our sponsors at Wash Park Lending. Justin at Wash Park Lending. If you're in the market to buy, refinance uh, your, uh, a home, uh, give him a call. And that's at www.washparklending.com. Company NMLS is number 195-2608. So give Justin a call and uh, let's get in the stones rating. So after every episode, we give a stones rating. Uh, we each have two stones to give. Naturally. And no stones means that an act of castration is preferable to watching this episode. Two stones means you enjoyed it. We combine our scores to get a score out of four. And there's also the highly anticipated, highly vaulted media scale that uh, Alex is going to rate this episode. So, since you gave last episode, I'm going to give this episode two stones. A lot happened. A lot of people were reprimanded for their behavior. And I loved watching that. People being told they're wrong in a relationship. Love that. Um, there was a lot of... Outside of... Okay. In the confines of a normal marriage, a lot of common issues in a marriage were brought up in this episode between mm-hmm. all four couples with the re- exception of Matt staying out yeah. all night, which is, a, which is not, should not be normal, should not be normal, but yeah. it gave, it gave people a roadmap to navigate that and yep. communicate. So I like that. So I'll give it two stones. What nope. about you? Two stones, hands down. I mean, just the, the Matt thing alone made it, you know, a really intriguing concept and seeing how people can react to it on both sides whether it's right or wrong and, and the, the meltdown, you know, three, you know, three rounds of fights that, that uh, Jamie and Beth had was a good look into like, this is how people degenerate. Yeah. And this is how, you know, when when you have an approach of getting defensive and lashing out, it doesn't help the relationship. You know, the only thing they're really lashing out is, is the relationship in of itself deteriorating it. So I thought it was two stones, hands down. Um, Lots of good stuff. It is a, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a two pound, you know, 14, 
maybe not two pounds, 14 ounce tomahawk steak of a media episode. Ooh, it was great. It's a tomahawk it's steak? It's a tomahawk steak. That's $85 at stuff. a steakhouse. Yep. It's meaty. Wow. Meaty. It's a super meaty. Maybe even a Florentine steak. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I can't believe steak. you went there. It's like that thick. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good, it was a great two episodes. It's a great pod. He just held up the, about a three inches in his hand. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Wow, it's a tomahawk or a steak florentine on the meaty scale. Yeah. And it went from pork chop to tomahawk, so. <laughs> Which pork chop is not, not bad. It's not yeah, bad. Yeah, it will, it's yeah. still meaty. It's delicious. Four stones from us. Uh, tune in for the next episode where we go through episodes 10 and 11. Can't wait to figure out what the hell Matt does next. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. We'll be in touch, yeah. Follow us on, oh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Oh, yeah. YouTube at R O Stones guys, reach out to us, follow us. Uh, we need suggestions. What are we gonna watch next? Yeah, we, until the Bachelor comes back, which is kind of our bread and butter. We are gonna finish up maths, and we want to uh, figure out what you guys want to see next. So let us know and drop us a line. Take it easy. Heard it here first. Heard it here first.